Hello everyone, this is Fabrice and welcome to Fabulous Destinies. Today I'm going to tell you about one of the most disturbing psychopaths and serial killers in the United States. Her charisma and reputation convinced dozens of people to entrust themselves to her care. This self-proclaimed doctor claimed that starvation was the cure for all diseases, but her practices were, to say the least, unusual. Her name, Linda Burfield Hazard. From scam artist to serial killer, discover her dark destiny. Please note that in this episode, we will discuss violent scenes that may be disturbing to younger audiences. Earl Erdman's Journal, Day 1. I saw Dr. Hazard today. I'm starting my treatment. No breakfast, vegetable soup for lunch, and the same for dinner. Days 5 to 8. An orange for breakfast, vegetable soup for lunch, and the same for dinner. Day 13. Two oranges in the morning. Nothing for the rest of the day. Day 16. A cup of broth in the morning. I slept better last night. I'm starting to feel the positive effects. Still, I have a bit of dizziness and slightly yellowish eyes. Day 22. I had a glass of orange juice this morning but my back hurts on the right side, just below the ribs. Day 24, headache. I ate two small oranges in the morning and had a cup and a half of tomato soup in the early evening. I feel my heart pounding. I'm sweating a lot. Erdman's journal ends here, but not his treatment. A few months earlier, the 24-year-old engineer had been complaining of indigestion. He consulted every doctor in Seattle, but with no success. His stomach still hurt despite the prescriptions, and he was willing to do anything to get better. So when he heard about a certain Linda Hazard and her revolutionary new method, he didn't hesitate for a second. Linda had already made a name for herself by publishing a book on food deprivation and its therapeutic benefits. She claimed to be an osteopath, a fasting specialist, and even opened a sanitarium in a nearby forest. Erdman was convinced. On February 1, 1910, he joined the doctor at her sanitarium and entrusted himself to her allegedly expert hands. The setting was breathtaking. Just a few kilometers from Seattle, the cedar and fern forest exuded serenity. A small stream ran nearby. When it rained, thick fog cloaked the landscape. Erdman decided to keep a journal. The first few weeks of treatment went by relatively smoothly. The young man ate very little and began to feel the initial pangs of hunger, but he slept better than usual. Linda Hazard's strict regimen was definitely showing results. But after a month, things took a turn. 
the so-called doctor decided to introduce two new elements into his daily routine. First, detoxication was required. Every day, Linda Hazard injected half a liter of water into the young man's body using a rectal syringe. And to ease his pains, the alleged osteopath massaged him. But her massages were far from gentle. The young man's body quickly became covered in bruises and his back looked battered. At this point in the treatment, Erdman had been fasting for almost 40 days. His brain was sluggish. He felt his heart beating slowly but strongly against his temples. Sharp migraines struck him in the middle of the night and hallucinations began. In his rare moments of clarity, he realized he was in danger, that he needed to escape. Leave this sanitarium, this eerie forest. But it was already too late. The 24-year-old had barely the strength to get up. When Linda Hazard visited him, she leaned over his bedside and whispered in his ear, Appetite is a desire. Hunger is a need. Desires are never satisfied, but a need can be eliminated by removing the requirement. Erdman tried to speak to her, but words struggled to leave his mouth. Every movement, no matter how slight, required superhuman effort and caused unbearable dizziness. Every day, his body temperature dropped a little more, and his pain intensified. He wouldn't last much longer. Before we continue with this episode, a quick break to give the floor to our partner, without whom this podcast could not exist. Don't go away. We'll be right back. A friend of the young man, concerned about not hearing from him, came to visit one day. The sight was horrifying. He had never seen anything like it. His translucent skin clung to his bones. His ribs protruded horribly. He could hardly bear to look at him, his eyes sunken deep into their sockets. He looked like an elderly, weak, and exhausted man. His friend immediately took him to the nearest hospital, but the blood transfusion he awaited came too late, and Earl Erdman died on March 28, 1910, less than two months after starting his treatment. Belinda Burfield Hazard was not convicted, the reason for her impunity? She was not officially a doctor. Linda never had a medical degree and was not recognized by the state of Washington. The authorities considered the young Erdman's death as a form of suicide. Linda Hazard's responsibility would only be acknowledged a year later, with another murder that would make much more noise this time. In 1911, Linda's alternative medical practices caught the attention of the Williamson sisters. Claire and Dora were two wealthy British heiresses in their 30s, dreaming of a healthy natural retreat. They could already picture themselves watching horses graze in the fields and drinking vegetable broth made from fresh produce from nearby farms. 
so they joined Dr. Hazard at her sanitarium. But the dream quickly turned into a nightmare. The same routine repeated. One soup, one orange, one anima, a massage, all once a day. Linda Hazard even added a daily scalding bath to her morbid repertoire. They gradually lost their sanity and became easy prey for the doctor. Soon, the Williamson sisters would faint several times a day and start hallucinating. In a final act of willpower, Dora managed to send a telegram to their nanny, Margaret, who immediately hit the road to join them. Her suspicions were confirmed as she arrived at the sanitarium. At the window on the first floor, a skeletal face looked out, filled with fear. Margaret looked up again, and on the second floor, she saw a bony hand pressed against a glass, a sign of distress. She approached the porch cautiously when the door suddenly swung open. It was Linda Hazard. She wore a rather ordinary white dress, except for one detail. One of the sleeves had been poorly mended, and the stitching was noticeable. Margaret recognized this shoddy sewing at a glance because she had done it years ago. The dress the woman in front of her was wearing actually belonged to Claire. The nanny was bewildered and inquired about the two sisters. I have terrible news to share. They were already very ill when they arrived, and unfortunately, my treatment wasn't administered early enough. Claire has passed away, and Dora is not in her right mind. She also learned that Claire had changed her will before her death, making Linda Hazard the heir to her entire fortune, and Dora had officially recognized her as her lifelong guardian. Margaret was in shock. Her hands trembled, and she struggled to meet the powerful and cold gaze of the woman before her. After a moment of silence, she rushed into the sanitarium and shouted Dora's name, hoping to get her out of there. But she came face to face with Linda Hazard's husband, who forcibly pushed her back. Forced to leave the premises, she immediately contacted the sister's uncle. In exchange for a large sum of money, he managed to rescue Dora. When Dora Williamson left Linda Hazard's sanitarium, she weighed only 55 pounds, and her hair had lost its color. Her hip bones protruded so much that she couldn't sit without crying out in pain. Thanks to her testimony, Linda Hazard was finally arrested in 1911 and tried for the murder of Claire Williamson. However, the court only found her guilty of involuntary manslaughter. She served only two years in prison before being released. Linda Hazard then resumed her practice as a dietitian and osteopath. She continued to advocate the benefits of food deprivation until 1938. At the age of 70, she had just begun a treatment she knew quite well, her own. Ironically, she would eventually starve to death. Today, Linda Burfield Hazard is regarded as a psychopath and serial killer responsible for the deaths of 18 people. But this number is uncertain. The cries of many more victims may have echoed through the corridors of history's most sinister sanitarium.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Fabulous Destinies. Feel free to share with us stories that you would like to hear on your favorite listening platform or via Baba Bam's Instagram or Twitter page. We'll be happy to discover them.